With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Patrick listeners, thank you. Thanks again to everybody who supported us on YouTube. Thank you for following us to YouTube. But now, you need to follow us to Peacock. More people are able to get Peacock. It's free. We're firmly in bed with Peacock. And I'll see you boys over there. Download the app and watch the show anytime, anywhere on your schedule. Dan Patrick Show. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome in to the Dan Patrick Show. Trick or treat. Kids, what are you doing? Do you not read the newspapers? No. No, sir. Honey, turn the sprinklers on. Sean Salisbury, morning host. I would trade J.J. Watt. Here's what I think fan bases and people need to get over is that loyalty thing, right? Oh, my gosh, we can't. J.J.'s never winning a Super Bowl here, and he's 31. You're never going to get a first. But, Dan, next year it's going to be a fourth round or a fifth round. So I would. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. Happy Halloween. This is Dan Patrick. Made it to a Friday. It's a meat Friday at that. Welcome to the program. The Traeger is all fired up. In fact, multiple Traegers. We got ribs, pulled pork, Italian sausage. We got little Smokies and bacon-wrapped mummy head meatloaf. All of that on the Traeger. Welcome to the program. Got a busy show. Matt Ryan, fresh off the win last night over Carolina, will join us coming up shortly. Michael Wilbon from Pardon the Interruption. Chris Fowler, great college football voice for the mothership. And the manager of the Dodgers, Dave Roberts, will join us as well. You can take part in the program. You can dial us up. You can email. You can tweet. Do all the above. Say good morning to our TV partner, Peacock. You can watch for free. Download the app and join us. Also, say good morning to Chat Row, our very loyal, diehard fans. 
And uh, those watching and also those listening on our Fox Sports Radio lineup, numbering 366 radio affiliates around America. McLevin always has a Halloween unveiling. And if you're watching now, I'm not sure if he can top last year, but uh, McLovin is somewhere in the man cave getting ready for his big unveiling. Oh, I got a peek of it. Oh, okay. Is McLovin ready? <laughs> Give me a second. Okay. All right. You know, it's never, I don't know if anything can top uh, punt, pass, and kick Andy Reid and, from last year because that's world famous. And but I caught a peek of what he's got this year. Yeah, I thought McLovin, and that was trending, that picture that he had. So McLovin, if you, if you remember when Andy Reid, the Chiefs coach, was in the punt, pass, and kick competition, I think he's 12 or 13, but he, he looks like, you know, he's a grown man. He's about 6'2", probably 220, and uh, he's standing next to these other kids. So McLovin reenacted that last year as his Halloween costume with the help of his daughter. And I guess McLovin is ready for the big unveiling the annual Halloween costume. Are you uh, the the uh, the Georgia Bulldogs kicker Rodrigo Blankenship? Is that right? Fabulous. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're gonna you have to take off your helmet, I think, McLovin. I don't think you can get your headphones over it, but uh, looks good. Looks good. Thanks. Yeah, I've always wanted to do this costume. A kicker who wears glasses is right up my alley. <laughs> so Rodrigo Blankenship gets the honors this year. I think he's on the Colts now. Yeah, he's a rookie on the Colts. He's really good, actually. Okay. But everyone, of course, knows him. Is like, wait, is that kicker wearing glasses? <laughs> Well done, McLevin. I, I've done this, and I do this every year, where I always think maybe this is the year I wear a costume. What I'm always worried about is something tragic happens in sports, and, you know, you have to react to that. You're dressed up as the Scarecrow from yeah. Uh, yeah. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I'm, I'm Little <laughs> Bo Peep, whatever. Because I watch the Today Show, and the Today Show every year, and I keep thinking, I mean, there's something that could happen, certainly this year. That could, you know, and all of a sudden you're giving a news update and you're you know, dressed like the Mandalorian or whatever. McLevin, well done. The Mandalorian, very, uh, are, are you into the Mandalorian? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm shocked to hear no. that reference from no. you. No, The only reason why I know about the Mandalorian is I saw Kenny Mayne in one of the commercials or promos for it on the mothership. Seems very natural and not forced or sponsored. No, no. So pumped, though. You are for the Oh, Man my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Who or what is the Mandalorian? It's like the bounty hunter from uh, Star Wars. Okay. Okay. And, you know, Baby Yoda yeah. is uh, a, big, a big character. But how many Mandalorians have there been? Like, do I have to have seen one before to understand this one? Well, it's like a, it was a, there was a fir whole first season. Oh, they had a series. Of, yeah, like they yeah, had yeah. episodes of The Mandalorian. Right, right, okay, right, right. Okay, and now you have a movie. Carl Weathers is in it, too. Carl Weathers, Rocky. okay. Famous for Rocky. Apollo and uh, Happy Gilmore. He's the caddy who loses his arm to an alligator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, all right, welcome to the program. Uh, it's a Friday, and that means Fritzy's going to have his Halloween names coming up as well. Yes, Todd. No, I'm excited about that. We added some. Uh, I know in previous years it was a lot of the same ones, but uh, we definitely have some new ones. In there. We're all looking forward to that. I'm excited about it. But you know what? 
you know, maybe at the end of the hour. How about that? Whenever you want. I yeah, just, well, I'd like to work that in if you, we can do that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure you've freshened up the list, and uh, you did a great job with the guest list today, and you might be able to kick back a little bit and just do your Halloween sports day. That would be nice. Yes. This program brought to you by Breeders' Cup. On November 6th and 7th, the world's best thoroughbreds compete in 14 great races at the Breeders' Cup World Championships. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2020. Catch all the action live on NBC Sports. So, your headlines, the Falcons beat the Panthers. Trevor Lawrence has tested positive, mild symptoms of uh, the coronavirus. More on that coming up in a moment. The White Sox hire Tony LaRussa, and the Tigers grab the former Houston manager, A.J. Hinch. This weekend, it's B.C. and Clemson. That line has fluctuated. I think it's gone down about a touchdown. I think Clemson was favored by a little over 30 maybe 30 and a half. Now it's down to around 23 and a half because of the uh, Trevor Lawrence situation, Texas, Oklahoma State, Ohio State, and Penn State, some of the uh, juicier matchups. Back to Trevor Lawrence, because the key is that he could be in quarantine uh, for 10 days. That's what it's supposed to be, 10 days. But when did the 10 days start? That's the key, because the Clemson Athletic Department, their information is that he tested positive on Wednesday. You're tested three times during the week. He tested positive on Wednesday. And if you do the math with the Notre Dame game on Saturday night, a week from tomorrow, and uh, I was talking to somebody who is uh, a source close to the Notre Dame football program who said, we're expecting Trevor Lawrence to play in this game. (laughs) So it's not going to be one of those, I don't know, who do we prepare for? They're, from what I'm told, preparing for Trevor Lawrence. Yes, Todd. And the rule is you got to count 10 days from the time you start experiencing some type of symptoms from uh, what's being reported. So then do you fudge that? When exactly was that day? Will 10 days uh, expire right before the Notre Dame game? As I was told by a source, Clemson's math will be a little bit different than everybody else's math when it comes to this. I'm guessing Trevor probably had some symptoms and then it became official on Wednesday. So Tuesday probably had some symptoms, mild, and then all of a sudden uh, he uh, tested positive. Yeah, Paul. If Clemson were in the SEC, he'd be cleared by lunchtime today. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's how they roll. I don't think he would have tested positive. Nope. No. Nothing nope. good can happen than that. No. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. When you watch the Falcons, you can't help but wonder what could have been. Not just the blown Super Bowl lead against the Patriots, but one day Julio Jones is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Matt Ryan might be in the Hall of Fame as well. And there's a good chance they're not going to have any Super Bowls to show for it. But, you know, you start to look at this team and you go, there's a lot of talent. And there is on the offensive side of the ball. In fact, the former Falcon Tony Gonzalez, who works for Fox, called them the best 1-6 team he'd ever seen. Last night, they improved to 2-6 with the win against Carolina. And once again, they showed they have way too much talent to have a losing record. Julio Jones looked unstoppable in the first part of the first half of the game. Uh, Todd Gurley had another touchdown. He's got eight rushing touchdowns. And, you know, it, it feels like Matt Ryan is playing some of his best football here. It'll be interesting to see what they do at the trade deadline. There's been all this talk of do you trade Matt Ryan? Can you trade Matt Ryan? Do you trade Julio Jones? Can you? What if you win three or four in a row? Then what do you do? I think this is going to be one of those situations, and we've seen this before with teams, where they start out slow, and then all of a sudden 
they win just enough that takes them out of getting any of these you know big ticket items. Because if you win a couple more games, if you beat Detroit and you beat Dallas, those are two games that are almost impossible to lose. And you did. Then we might be looking at a different team here. And then maybe their approach to the trade deadline is different. But do you rebuild, do you reload in Atlanta? And that's a big decision coming up. Because I do think, and I thought that they were one of those on-the-periphery playoff teams. I thought that they were on you know, on that edge of they could make the playoffs. I thought they had that much talent, certainly offensively. But we'll talk to uh, Matt Ryan. He'll join us coming up in a little bit. What kind of poll question do you have for us? Okay. Uh, we were discussing pre-show. Who would you rather have as a manager if you're a random team right now? Tony La Russa or A.J. Hinch? Wow. So I got Tony La Russa, and now you can't mention his name without saying how old he is. He is. So he's 76. He's a Hall of Famer. I think he's got the third most wins in baseball history. He's got three World Series championships. A.J. Hinch coming off what happened with the Astros. He got suspended, paid the price. Uh, obviously a young, much younger guy going to Detroit. You know what kind of surprised me is it felt like Baseball fans were more upset that Tony La Russa was back in baseball than A.J. Hinch was getting a second chance, which I didn't understand because A.J. Hinch was part of a cheating scandal with the Astros. Now, he paid his price, got suspended, uh, and he'll wear that scarlet letter the rest of his coaching managerial career. It felt like, hey, Tony, why don't you let a younger guy manage? I, I don't understand the hire by the White Sox. I thought the White Sox were a really talented young team. But, you know, you got Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the White Sox, who let Tony go back in the 80s, and I think he always regretted that. And Tony went to the A's, he went to the Cardinals, and here he is going, to, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. And now you, you bring him back, which, and people are like, oh, he's old school, he's not going to embrace analytics. And I go, wait, wait, wait. Are these the same people who crushed Kevin Cash of Tampa Bay because he embraced analytics and wasn't old school? Didn't have that gut feeling when he went to the mound to take out Blake Snell. Tony La Russa is all gut feeling. But he said, I'd be crazy not to embrace the analytics. I mean, you have the information. It's what you do with the information. It happens here every morning where there's so much information I have it's how do I incorporate that in the show? How much do I incorporate? How much do I not? How much do I rely on just stats here? Or how much is it on opinions? And Tony LaRusso is a smart guy, obviously. He'll embrace the analytics. But I think when he goes onto the baseball field, he also understands, I got to have a feeling for the game when I'm watching it. But people are, it just felt like this reaction was like, he's, he's old and old school. And I go, okay, and? Meanwhile, A.J. Hinch going to the Tigers, oh, okay, yeah, good for him. But back to Tony LaRusso, I'm going, wait, A.J. Hinch? Like, okay, everybody's okay now? And plus, you know, A.J. Hinch going to the Tigers, not a lot of coverage there, kind of a, you know, average team, below average team. The White Sox were a playoff team, and they, got, they have a, a great nucleus there. But I just didn't understand the Tony La Russa. And I'm not an ageist. I'm not going to go, oh, you can't give him the job because he's 76. If they want to give him the job, great. I just didn't understand it. 
I thought, you know, are you going to go with a younger manager there? You got a young team. You know, the way baseball's being played, managed. You know, do you need somebody who is bought into today's style? And that's what I thought they were going to do. In fact, I thought A.J. Hinch might be a guy that the White Sox were going to hire. But Tony LaRusso is back. And then I heard uh, a couple of people uh, on talk radio say, well, what if he doesn't do well? You know, does that hurt his Hall of Fame resume? And I'm going, "Mm, no, you can't take him out of the Hall of Fame. He's in. And maybe he adds to his resume. I don't know. But I was just surprised of all the people to hire. And you go, you know, we got our guy, Tony LaRusso. And I remember when, you know, we started to just see the name reappear. And I go, oh, probably in the front office. Because I think he worked for the Diamondbacks in the front office. And I thought, oh, okay, I get that. Back with Jerry Reinsdorf, White Sox, full circle. And then all of a sudden, nope, he's going to be the manager. Yeah, Todd. And maybe that's just what baseball needs. A different look at things, someone that's going to go with their gut and mix things up a little bit and not just go by what's printed out of some uh, computer. I'm okay with it. I, I Like, I... It didn't offend me. It didn't ruin my day. I, I was just surprised that you have, you know, all this, you know, youth in the game and approach to the game. And, are, you know, are you going to stay with that? And then you bring in somebody who is in their mid-70s. Like, how long does he want to manage? That was the first thing I thought was, what's the, what's the big picture here? One year, two years, three years? Now, do you bring him in to groom somebody else to take over for him? So I'm not sure. Yeah, McLevin. I'm still confused. Isn't he the godfather of all this, using the bullpen like crazy, batting a pitcher eighth? Uh, he used computers early? Yes. I, I thought that Tony helped ruin the game because he yeah. would always bring in a lefty and a, versus a lefty and then the righty versus the right. He would make all kinds of pitching changes. So I, didn't, I thought he was new school before anybody else was. I really thought that. But the reaction is, oh, he's not going to embrace analytics. Tony was, Tony was always called a genius. I don't think that was just based off of gut you know, moves that he had on the field. That he actually knew, he studied all of this stuff. But A.J. Hinch, going to the, I'm glad that he got another opportunity. He did pay a pretty steep price there. Because, you know, the players... You know, they cooperated. Uh, Major League Baseball couldn't do anything with the Astros, so they had to do something with the uh, manager and the GM. And A.J. paid a price here. And now he gets a chance to take over the Tigers. Good for him. And it's not over for him because he's going to hear about it. You know, if if they do well, people are going to go, oh, uh, is he cheating again? If they don't do well, then they're going to, you know, make fun of the fact that uh, they need to cheat to win. And it's a completely different team. With the Tigers. Yes, Paul. Just to give you an idea how long it's been since he was the manager of the White Sox in 86, his last year there, uh, the all-star team, guys like Dale Murphy, Tony Gwynn, Ozzie Smith, Mike Schmidt, Keith Hernandez, Gary Carter, Ricky Henderson, Dave Winfield. That's that's more than a generation ago. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. It's like, you know, it, it, it's amazing how it ruined people. It felt like it ruined their day. And the thing is, I just want to tell people, Tony's just managing. He's not playing. You know, he he's going to be in the in the in the dugout there. You know, so I'm going to guess that he doesn't uh, exert too much energy, and he'll just be standing there, being a manager. All right, uh, we'll come up with a poll question here. Uh, Matt Ryan will join us uh, coming up here shortly, and uh, 
Got our meet Friday, stat of the day, got a play of the day, all of that coming up. We'll take a break. It's 18 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This program brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. What's the difference between an AMG skeptic and an AMG believer? 
a split second. The time it takes to fire up the ignition, step on the gas, and hear that gutsy engine roar. Go to mbusa.com slash AMG Mercedes AMG driving performance. He's in his car right now, Matt Ryan, the elusive Matt Ryan, deceptively quick, the second greatest running quarterback in Falcons history, Matt Ryan, who joins us on the program. Matt, thanks for joining us. How did you uh, feel about last night's performance? You know what? It was a good win for us, um, particularly the way it happened. I think, you know, for our defense, stepping up, getting a stop at the end of the game, uh, you know, correcting some of what has gone on uh, early in the year for us to get that right was uh, was good. So hopefully it can springboard us and we can play a really good second half of the season. Is your voice hoarse from last night? It's a little bit hoarse, uh, a little bit of yelling, a little bit of uh, just being on the field. I usually, I typically lose my voice typically the day after a game. Have you ever lost it before a game? No, thank God. Uh, you know, that, that would be a problem if we did. But also, you don't have to yell as loud because there's no fans. It is, it is kind of nice. Going on the road, uh, typically it'd be a lot worse than this. Uh, but going on the road with minimum fans now makes it a little bit easier for the communication, the cadence, that kind of stuff. Uh, that part of it has actually been good. How would you describe your touchdown run last night? I liked it. I, I, <laughs> I think that was a, the longest touchdown run I've had in my career. So uh, for sure, the best touchdown I've had. Yeah, I, and I, I was wondering if you're a 1,000-yard rusher, and you blew past that a long time ago. You got 1,300 yards. I was going to say, I'm closing in on 2,000. <laughs> 2,000-yard rusher here. Do you remember when Brady celebrated when he, <laughs> he said, I'm a 1,000-yard rusher in my career? Luckily, yeah, he, he took a little longer to get there than I did, so I feel, I feel pretty good about my accomplishment. How would you recap the first eight weeks? It's been wild. Uh, it really has. You know, I, I've, I've been, you know, trying to scratch my head because I, I don't feel like we're two and six, you know, and uh, I feel like we've been in every game that we've played. We just uh, we've had some crazy losses. And, um, you know, that's kind of the silver lining in it, too. What, what I tell the guys is that, you know, we're right there. We've been in every game we played. There's no reason we can't be in every game. We're going to play the rest of the year and see what happens. I thought you guys were a borderline playoff team, plus the extra playoff spot. I, I thought you guys just had way too much talent. And you guys have found creative ways to lose games. Like, how much do you take upon yourself, you know, with these fourth quarter leads that you guys have blown? I think Bears, Lions, and, of course, the Cowboys. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it's – I think any competitor takes it on themselves. You look at, you know, what, you know, what you could have done differently to, to ensure the outcome. And, um, you know, it's tough because I feel like there's been a lot of positives. I, I, I really do. I feel like we've done a lot of really good things and just had some, some, some really strange ways to, uh, to lose games. And uh, it's disappointing because we could very easily have three or four more wins and, um, you know, we don't. So we've we've just got to find a way to get really hot here in the second half. Yeah, and if you have three more wins, then all of a sudden it's different at the trade deadline. You know, people have talked about, do they move you? Do they move Julio Jones? You know, is everybody available at the trade deadline? And I don't know if that's still the case. Like, how do you process that when you hear it or read it? Yeah, it's, I mean, I've never been in this situation before in my career, uh, you know, where, where your name is being tossed around. But you know, I, I just know that if if you're concerned with that, um, you know, it takes away from you being prepared to play last night. And so 
Um, I've always tried to, you know, stay narrow focused and, and focus on, you know, the, the opponent that we're playing that week and just dive into that game plan. Um, you know, but, but I also, I want to be here. There's, there's no doubt about that. I've been here my entire career. I love this organization and, uh, Mr. Blank and, and, and everybody have been incredible to me during my time here. So, you know, I really want to get this thing turned around and, and find a way to get a championship here in Atlanta. And just so you know, in case any of this information or whatever is said on radio or TV got back to you, I said if they ever moved you, that I thought the 49ers would be the ideal place so you could you could reunite with Kyle Shanahan. So I'm just saying that that was just a gut feeling. If the Falcons would happen to do that, that's where I, I thought you were going to end up. So I... I, I didn't have any information, obviously. I just thought that might be a, a nice landing spot for you. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to. No, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get you in trouble or add a quote to it or anything, because this was just an opinion I had when I, I was told three weeks ago, hey, will they look at uh, trading Julio or and or you? And then I just you know started to look at locations and I thought maybe that would be the place if it happened. So. I think they would be, we were talking about this yesterday, like people forget how great Julio Jones is. There's no doubt. I mean, he played, he played incredible last night, but um, I think he just tied Randy Moss for 125 yard plus games that, yeah. that he had last night. And he's unbelievable. There, there's no doubt about it. And um, he's just, he's such, he, he's such a soft-spoken, quiet guy. Um, you know, he doesn't, create a lot of issues so you don't hear a ton about him but his production is through the roof and um you know people in the game know uh he is he's the best there is and um historically he's one of the best of all time plus you got the emergence of calvin ridley who i was getting the feeling he might have been neck and neck there with julio or maybe looking at your you know being the number one receiver there with the falcons for sure. He's, he's definitely, you know, he's a bona fide number one uh, in this league. He just happens to play to play opposite one of, one of the all time greats. And so um, hopefully he's going to be healthy for us. He got nicked up a little bit last night. Hopefully he's going to be fine as we move forward, but uh, he's a guy who's, who's definitely breaking through. And um, I think he's going to be a great player for a long time in this league. All right. Since you won last night, I can now look back on the game against the lions and, and we have audio of you telling Todd, don't score. I mean, that's it, a tough position. He, I don't think he was trying to. I think just his pad level was low. I mean, he definitely wasn't trying to. His, his pad level was low. It's just a, a tough spot. Um, you know, and, and, and funny things happen sometimes in sports. And that, that was um, definitely a tough way to win. But Todd's an amazing teammate. He played awesome for us last night. And, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed having him here this year. Yeah, not many guys uh, get credit for a uh, a game-losing touchdown, but that's a new stat, I think, that we have. It's a game-losing touchdown. Yeah, I don't like those. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't... Those, those, I, those aren't good. But explain something to me. You said, don't score, get the first. But you already had... It was first and goal from the 10, so I didn't know... Like, what was I missing there? That you said, don't score, get the first. Well, I think I, I only, I mean, I didn't see much of it, but I, it chronologically how they splice those things isn't necessarily always, you know, just accurate. So, I mean, that might've been from a down and distance before. I'm not, I'm not really sure okay. of, of the exact audio, but, um, but definitely, 
you know, just a disappointing way to lose last couple of weeks. But, you know, nice to, to write the ship last night. If your kids come home and say they want to dress up as Patrick Mahomes for Halloween. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> what if they say Tom Brady? Get out. <laughs> any other quarterback. How about is there any player they could dress up that wouldn't be on the Falcons you'd be okay with? No, just trust me. Those those two, uh, Patrick Mahomes is. We're all fans of him. There, there's no doubt. So, I love uh, both those guys. They're both amazing players. Uh, but you know, our, our boys need to know where their loyalty lies. They, did you they, ever? They, they, did you ever dress up as an athlete for Halloween? I was uh, Eric Lindros one year uh, <laughs> growing up in Philadelphia. I had Eric Lindros on on rollerblades. It was that was a pretty good costume for me. Didn't he have a strange number? Wasn't he like 77 or 87, something like that? He, oh, he, had, a, he had a really think, high number. I think he was 88. I think, 88. I think he might have been 88. 80, yeah. 88, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's always great to talk to you. Certainly it's a little better after a win, but uh, thanks for joining us as always, Matt. Thanks, Dan. appreciate you, man. All right, that's Matt Ryan, Falcons quarterback. Big, uh, big win last night and a running touchdown there as well. His teammates were kind of laughing on the sidelines when uh, he scored his touchdown. When they missed the extra point, and I thought, uh-oh, they've opened the door for Carolina to come back. And, uh, hey, touchdown and uh, two-point conversion, and here we go again with the Falcons. But, you know, you lose to the Lions. Like, you can't – it's it, it's it's really impossible to think that this is how you could lose two games like that. What happened against Dallas, we may never see that again. And then, you know, what happened with Detroit where you say, don't score, and they still scored. They would be in playoff contention right now. They should at least be 4-4 four and four game out of first place. And then you might approach the trade deadline differently. But I don't. nobody's getting moved here. They're certainly not quarterback and uh, Julio Jones. That, that's not happening. Yeah, but, uh, Paul. When drop-back quarterbacks run, everyone kind of, Goes, oh my gosh, what's happening? I, I, is there is anyone more like that than later in his career, Peyton Manning, when he would run past the line of scrimmage? <laughs> it was like seeing a dog on its hind legs. You're like, what, what's going on? Why, why would he do that? You don't do that. And, and then he would slide anytime anyone was in his force field area. I don't think there's anyone more. Oh, than him. he would go into a fetal position better than anybody in the history of the game. Right, Phil Rivers is like that now. If he goes runs forward, people freak out. And Brady's pretty good at it as well. They just, it just feels like they're lumbering. Uh, you know, Roethlisberger, not not as much. Like, he's not running as much as he just keeps the play alive. Eli, not a good runner. And then when you see it and they're successful, and then you go, oh, because we haven't seen it before from these guys. And Matt Ryan's rushed for 1,300 yards in his career, but that's the longest touchdown run that he's had. McLevin, you got a uh, poll question? Yeah, I have a question about Julio Jones. If you're Julio, do you want to be traded? Hmm. Uh, well, where am I being traded to? A, con- <laughs> a contender, but also we don't really know. Julio is very private, so we're not really sure what his life situation is. Uh, um, but I guess you could. I mean, ask he's the same from question. the South. He played at Alabama in Atlanta. I don't know at this stage of his career if he says because I don't think people look at the Falcons and say it, it's a bad organization. Um. You know, they've they've made mistakes during games their coaches have. I think Arthur Blank, for the most part, seems like he's a generous owner. But I 
If you say to Julio Jones, do you want to go to Green Bay? I don't know if he'd say yes. You know, how important is it to, to try to win a, a Super Bowl? I, I don't know. He's already going to be a Hall of Famer. And, you know, we don't say, well, that wide receiver never won a Super Bowl. It's only the quarterback that and the coach that we say that about. But I don't know because Julio Jones does. I think we've had him on one time. And he sent me his Alabama. He autographed his Alabama helmet and sent it to the show. But I, other than that, I haven't had any communication with him. Yeah, McLovin. I got another uh, Trevor Lawrence poll that I can save. All right. We'll save that one. Yeah. I have a lot of questions there. By the way, Todd always has his Halloween names, and uh, we'll have that for you in about 10 minutes from now. It's really one of the really solid parts of this show. Solid. A lot of kids staying home today just to hear the Halloween sports-related names. Is that true? I think so. That's great. Yeah. I didn't know they were yeah. so into it like that. Yeah. You know, mom and dad let them stay home. For a little while, and then if they get to go to school or they have to Zoom with class, they usually wait until you're done with your name. And they'll appreciate all the names from like the 1970s and yes. 80s, these 8 to 10, 12-year-olds. Yes, because you are basically stuck in the <laughs> 80s. Your entire life is stuck in the 80s. You see my the sh- my Shining shirt? And yeah, I saw that. I didn't make any comment. I was hoping I'd get a little get a kick out of that. You didn't even, you're not off air or on air. No, no I, I saw it. But... It's a pretty creepy shirt. It's like the twins down the no, hall no, with I the got big wheel from The Shining. No, I got it. Because it's Halloween tomorrow. It is. So I wore the shining shirt. I got it. Right. Looks good. We'll take a break. We got our play of the day coming up next. And a little bit later on, we'll talk to Michael Wilbon from, uh, pardon the interruption, Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager, and Chris Fowler will join us as well. I got some information, some interesting information about Nebraska football. And they tried to schedule a game with uh, UT Chattanooga and didn't get permission from the Big Ten. You might be interested to know there were a couple of schools that were supporting Nebraska being able to play that game this weekend. Have that for you coming up as well, right here on the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God. The play, the play, play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Here goes Gage in motion with leaving Jones to the right. Matt bails from the pocket to his right side. Now he's going to run with it. He'll step inside the five. Did he hit the pylon for the touchdown? Looks like he did, and he is. Matt Ryan in the end zone for the Atlanta touchdown on the 13-yard run. run. That's courtesy of the Falcons Radio Network, 92.9 The Game. Falcons will host the Broncos coming up next week. Your play of the day brought to you by the Breeders' Cup, November 6th and 7th. The world's best thoroughbreds will compete in 14 exhilarating races at the Breeders' Cup World Championships. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2020. Catch all the action live on NBC Sports. All right, um, 
got a little bit of information yesterday because I was curious what was happening with Nebraska. Was Nebraska going to be able to schedule a game? I had told you once Wisconsin said that they couldn't play against Nebraska this weekend. Wisconsin started calling around to see if they could get a school that maybe, you know, one double A, a smaller school. And they found one in Tennessee, Chattanooga, who was willing to fly to Nebraska. And I think they were going to get paid three hundred thousand dollars. And then we uh, I was told they have to get permission from the Big Ten. And I said, well, did they ask for permission prior to finding an opponent? And I was told, no, they didn't. I go, you know, Nebraska's already uh, kind of tweaked their noses at uh, the Big Ten earlier this year when they sort of decided that they wanted to go out and they were going to go rogue and just play because Big Ten wasn't going to play. This is what I got yesterday. The presidents in the Big Ten agreed no non-conference games prior to the restart here. Ohio State and Michigan were for Nebraska playing because they know it could happen to them. They revisited this yesterday, but no traction. Ohio State realizes that if they get a game canceled, they still want to be able to schedule a game just so they have enough games to play in the Final Four. And Michigan is thinking the same way. If Wisconsin can't have all these games, Wisconsin's not going to be able to have any thought of competing for one of those Final Four spots. Ohio State knows this is really tricky right now. They can't afford they can't afford anything to happen where the, a game is canceled. And they're not making up these games. So Ohio State and Michigan, I don't know if they lobbied for uh, Nebraska to be able to play, but they were certainly in, in their favor of, uh, or in their corner for them to be able to play a football game this weekend because they know that that could happen to them. Uh, Mike D'Antoni is going to be an assistant coach under Steve Nash, according to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Is that reversed? Do you have that reversed? D'Antoni's an assistant coach under Steve Nash. Together, D'Antoni and Nash were the architects of the seven seconds or less offense with the Phoenix Suns in the mid-2000s. I don't know what style they play, because if you bring in Mike, and he's always been an up-tempo coach, but this is a little bit different team with the Nets. And then what style does Steve Nash want to play? I'm assuming that they're going to want to maybe revisit seven seconds or less of offense. But I'd have to check in with the head coach, Kyrie Irving, to see what kind of style the Nets are going to play. And the other head coach, Kevin Durant. So they have like four sort of head coaches there with the Brooklyn Nets, with D'Antoni, Steve Nash, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. Yeah, Paul. This would be like Mark McGuire getting a manager's job and bringing in Tony LaRusse as his bench coach. Mm. So if McGuire had gotten the White Sox job right. and then brought Tony LaRusse in. Which is not a bad idea, by the way. <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> All right, we got a poll question, McLevin. Yeah, I have a quick follow-up on your Big Ten thing. You said right. Ohio State and Michigan support Nebraska because they want to get enough games to qualify possibly for a college football playoff. Yeah. So that's is there a caveat where that's assuming that the – Ohio State-Michigan game is canceled because otherwise, like, Michigan can't qualify for the college football playoff. But if they beat Ohio State... No, no. Uh, yeah, no, it's like I said, if that game has to be canceled... Oh. See, it's a joke on Michigan can't beat Ohio State. Oh, I was in my serious voice. And, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not used to you saying something I, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm used to the whole, <laughs> the whole back row not saying anything yeah, funny. Was that was that. a disaster. Yeah. Speaking of that... Uh, 
you know, it's a tradition unlike any other. I don't know how many years we've been doing this, 15 years. But Todd, every holiday somehow incorporates sports names into the holiday. Yes, he... It used to just be an email that was sent. Yes. And it never made it on air for years at the mothership. I did my best to keep it off air. Right, right. And but you were successful for a very long Fritzie time. Fritzy circumvented Paulie and then went right to me. <laughs> but you guys started that at SportsCenter a long time ago. Some of the people you're not going to be hearing from today and you do the you know, cute little play on words name. Yeah. So that was, I didn't create this. But I figured, you know what, you booked Matt Ryan. You booked Michael Wilbon. Chris Fowler's joining us. Dave Roberts is joining us. That's pretty solid and proving. And I just thought, you know what? Why don't you take the day off and let's revisit the Halloween names as we go back to 2017 here on the Dan Patrick Show. Mike Myers. Lon Kruger. Lon Kruger? <laughs> he's still, he's not. If you can answer where he's coaching right now, you get to do this list for the next 10 years. He was in Chicago for a while. Then he would go to Iowa State or something. I thought he went something with Iowa. That could be wrong. <laughs> Boo Weekly. Oh, God. Oh, no. DeAndre Goolsby. I'm not sure who he is. But I, that came up somewhere. Evil Knievel. But that, I think that's a good one. Remember Evil Knievel? He jumped up. Candy Maldonado. Yeah, Candy Maldonado. <laughs> Duffy Dyer. Snickers Johnson from the LPGA Tour. <laughs> Frankie Musketeer. No, no, no. Jack Youngblood. Frank Gore. Frank Gore is the best. We love Every Frank year. Gore. Every year. This is it. Dave Casper, the friendly ghost. Dave Casper. Adam Graves. Tom Fears. <laughs> a thousand Jer- years old. Jerry Kill. You have nobody who is relevant now. These are, But these are the ghostly, ghastly, spooky sports names. Russ Grimm. Oh, Russ Grimm. that's a good one. And Fritzy does a face when he says Grimm. The brothers Grimm. Russ Grimm. Redskins. Rick Sweet. And the final two, uh, we'll get you out with these two. Chocolate Thunder. That was Daryl Dawkins, right? Chocolate Thunder. Okay. And the Galloping Ghost. That was a nickname. Okay, that was 2017. Do you got an updated list or are we revisit? Do you revisit any of these names? I, I have a bunch of names that were some of those. You but can't I'm, I'll stay use away from any those. of those. Okay, I have new ones. How many new ones do you have? I think I have like maybe like 30 new ones. Oh, God. Or 20? I can go quickly with I rip through I don't know if we're going to fit through it in one minute. Is this Once we get to the end of the hour, I'm done for the day with these because I have some names. Let's just rip through and see how many you get. Okay. I'm trying to try not to repeat the ones I just heard. If, if you have a really bad one, then I, then I cut you off. Okay. I had Sam, I'm seeing ghosts, Donald. That was in a recent year or two when he said he was seeing ghosts. Okay. Now you don't want me to explain it. Okay. We got uh, Doug Jolly Rancher. Remember Doug Jolly? You know Doug Jolly. Okay. Um, Joey Bats Batista. Gory Seeger. World Series champion, mm, Corey Seager. That's bad. Really? Yes. Boogeyman Cousins. Boogeyman Cousins. Michael Head Stonebreaker. Michael Head Stonebreaker is the way I should have said it. Michael Head Stonebreaker. The oh. former Notre Dame linebacker. Go. Okay. Carrie Williams. I think he played for the Giants a while back. Carrie, yeah. like Sissy Spacek from the movie Carrie. Uh, Bill Norman Bates. Carl Spider Lockhart. Do you have anybody who has played in the I'm 2000s? Bobby Murder. Mercer. Bobby Murder, I mean. Randall Tex Macabre. Macabre. <laughs> Jack Hacksaw Reynolds. you got to like that one. Um, I'm just going to want to read ones that we just did. Uh, Eli Bobbing for Apple. Eli Bobbing for Apple. You like that one. Okay, we got uh, Damian Woody from The Omen. Shane Hannibal Leckler. There was a, there was a player named Shane Leckler, I'm pretty sure. Shane Hannibal Leckler. Like Leckler. The Undertaker. That was a wrestler. Chucky person. Chucky. 
Dwayne Dedman. Remember him? Dwayne Dedman? Steve Psycho Lions? Okay, we'll get to the good stuff. Here we go. George Skittle. Can I do that instead of Kittle? George Skittle? Tory Haunter. What? Pee Wee Reese's. Tory Haunter. Instead of Hunter. Pee Wee Reese's. Hershey Hawkins. Luis Apparitiono. Luis Apparitiono. Was Luis Apparitiono? Tom Coffin. Giants coach? That's Coffin. God, it only happens once a year, think. Annabelle Lewis, British track and field sprinter. Annabelle. That scary doll. I think we're done. I think we're done. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.